That's my new single, The Sequential Order of Chaos in, in the Lives of Man. Oh, I don't like that. It's cool. It's like a new thing. I'm doing it. It's cool. You sound so insistent. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, it is a cool thing. Just like it. <clears throat> and if yeah. you don't, okay, then fine. Give a quote ready for this? No. <laughs> I guess it's good to know. Uh, well, I'm ready when you are. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Why We're Watching This Podcast. This week, Zach thinks we should split up, and Sean thinks that we're on a reality TV show because we're watching Cabin in the Woods. Say hello to my little friend. What's up, guys? I'm Sean. I'm Zach. And uh, welcome back to why we're watching this podcast. Welcome back. Uh, we're this thanks week. For, thanks for listening. If if you came back, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got some I got some comments on our last episode with the Ooh. soundboard. Oh yeah. Which I, I guess at this point I'm referring to episode two, which would be waxwork. I remember that. Apparently, it was very funny. Also indiscernible. <laughs> so we'll see what happens with this. Interesting. Um, anyways, with that, all of that, though, I mean, this week we're watching 2011's Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I picked I picked this one. Oh, I thought you were going to say more than that, but uh, Cabin in the Woods <laughs> is a horror comedy. I'm sorry that I'm not giving you more, Sean. Uh, a horror comedy, it's rated R, runs an hour and a little over an hour and a half, uh, hour and 36 minutes. Directed by uh, Drew Goddard and written and directed by uh, Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard. Now, Joss Whedon did direct backup on this, so they essentially directed and wrote this together. Yeah, that's kind of what I assumed when I saw his name at all. Right, and mm-hmm. and they're, both of their names are all over this movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we know these people from uh, fucking Marvel and Buffy and, I mean... Yeah, I mean... Um, Avengers came out the same year. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they both came out in 2010. Wow, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Avengers was 2012. My bad. This was 2000. So this was pre Joss Whedon's work on Avengers. Oh, it was 2011? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. So it's right before. Interesting. The IMDb rating on this is 7.0. It had a budget of $30 million. Did they make money or lose money? Uh, I'm going to say they lost money. They made hella money. Oh, okay, this. cool. Uh, they doubled. They $66 million for this one. That's awesome. Yeah, it was... It's a movie we'll... We're going to discuss it. You didn't want to give away your score right away and just be like, Oh, I, I love this. I wasn't even doing that. Uh-huh. I, um, I wasn't doing that. This movie's about a group of teens that take a trip to a secluded cabin in the woods, only to be terrorized by redneck zombies. Meanwhile, an underground society... By their society, choice. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, meanwhile, an underground society appear to be up to something much bigger. Ooh. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp. What's your experience with this movie? I've seen it before. I've seen it a lot. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. 
This is one of the last movies um, between this and the Evil Dead remake sequel thing. One of the last movies that I bought. Reboot. Yeah. That I that I bought the DVD just to watch the special features. Oh, you bought this? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. So, it's interesting. I have some memories about it um, that I think are kind of interesting that we'll kind of get into as, as they come up, but... This movie was like huge when it came out. It, it that's that's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to know right now, Zach spitting gum out, and it's it looks very gross. It was starting to do that thing that Rachel was talking about, where it like deteriorates. It gets nar nar bobo. Yeah. Um. Feels weird. My mouth feels kind of fresh though, to be honest. <laughs> This is one of the last movies that I really gave a shit about because it's like a, a horror movie for horror fans. Yeah. You know? But it's... But it's also a comedy. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say I feel like they take it a little seriously, but they but not, like, too seriously. But, it's you know, after watching Scream, this felt so, like... I was like, oh, okay, you could tell they drew influence from that a little bit. Probably, oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Because this yeah. movie's like a satire um right yeah it is absolutely well it's 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 meta because it's sort of self-aware yeah but isn't that just like one aspect of it well yeah but the fact that it's like oh we're gonna reference all of the cliche stuff that happens in horror movies but then also still have it happen well then they sort of in a way it's hard to say whether they pay homage to or parody uh, certain things. Like, there's definitely, like, a pinhead. Right. Well, that's definitely, I would say, sort but of he's a different. homage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we'll sort of get into that because I wanted to... I have some questions to ask you involving some characters <laughs> in this movie. Um, the opening of this movie, I always forget how, like, kind of funny it is. <laughs> That's not the one I was going for, but whatever. I always forget how funny the opening of this movie is because you get like these sort of intense credits with like blood dripping over these, um, um, what's like paintings? They're like uh, hieroglyphs. Oh yeah, what do you call? I don't know. Anyways. It's weird. It's like this. Yeah. Uh, but then it like immediately cuts to these dudes in their office talking about just bullshit, well, which it was- it's. It was it's, blood, and it seemed like it was a painting of, like, what's to come. It's definitely a reference to it. And this we find out Because then it cuts, is, like, right after showing, like, kind of a bigger audience thing going on, and then that's when it, like... And we're going to find out this this movie's, uh, essentially, this is a yearly ritual. Oh, you watch this every year? No, what what's happening? Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> God, God damn. That's, so that's what, obviously what the hieroglyphs are referencing in the beginning, but... Um. Yeah, so then we jump to uh, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford, and they're fucking hilarious in this movie. Yeah. I-, I love them in this movie. I really love Bradley Whitford, but, like, I just kind of always have this bad taste in my mouth of his character from Billy Madison. I knew that you were going to say that. That's so funny. But he's, like, so funny in, like, everything else. But then, like, Richard Jenkins is the dad and stepbrothers. Yeah. So, it, like, they're both kind of dicks, but funny. Yeah. No, absolutely. And they, they're funny together, too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we do get introduced to the, like, T-1000 
teens. I mean, is that what we would call them? They're supposed to be in college. They're in college. Yeah. I mean, they could... I but they know. all look very adult. I mean, we get Chris Hemsworth, who's the <laughs> only person in this to go on and do stuff. That's not true. Um, who played... Uh, oh, shit. I don't even know his name. Um, his friend that comes... Uh, he was in, I mean, not that it's, like, really a huge deal, but he was in uh, Detroit Become Human, the game. Oh, so he made it. You're saying he's, like... I've seen him in other stuff. He's been in other stuff. Yeah, so so they haven't really done shit, like, big shit. Sure. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I don't know anyone else. Um, Although I like the whole cast. I don't know, I think everybody in this is really good, actually. Uh, it's funny, though, because Chris Hemsworth's Australian. Yeah. So is the other blonde actress. Oh. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Maybe that's why I'm not familiar with her work. I, I personally like Fran Kranz a lot, who is Marty. Yeah. <laughs> He's funny. Marty was great. Uh, His introduction is pretty funny because he's pulling up in his car, like, smoking weed. Yeah, out of this, like, fat bong. And then he, like, he ends up collapsing it into a coffee cup. Like a, a yeah, mug. It's, like a, it's like a mug. Yeah, it's I awesome. I want this. It's it's genius. Apparently, they made a working prototype. That's awesome. While like making the movie, um. So yeah, they end up going on their trip. We see from there that like there's somebody watching them and reporting back. They the harbinger, not that on top of the building, oh, but the harbinger's coming. Um, which I'm sort of conflicted about the harbinger character. <laughs> I think it's kind of just to be funny. He know, you know, I think he's fun because I mean, they make they do the intense like interaction yeah. with him, but then his joke that comes later is funny, like yeah. his bit that he has. Um the part that I'm really actually conflicted with is the force field. Oh, okay, why? Cuz we're introduced to it like kind of right after the harbinger is introduced. Yeah. When the bird flies into it and drops I get why it's there, but having seen the movie, it's like, and and I'll get into this in a little bit, but there are like two events that make this movie an hour and a half. Otherwise it wouldn't be that long. And they're both like kind of minor events. What I mean by that is they feel very like, oh yeah, I guess you would have to do that to keep the story going. Because there's, pl- but but it feels like made up. Well, let's get into it because I okay. I'm t- I don't know what you're talking about. So my point is, uh, the force field they introduce it with the bird flying into it. Yeah. It only comes back because there's the malfunction with the tunnel not collapsing, which we find out is not a malfunction. Uh, no, it didn't have anything to do with that. It does have something to do with that because it's right after they get out. But uh, before they can get out, it collapses, and then he tries to jump it. That was just about. So that was only about the tunnel collapsing, though. It had nothing to do with. The force I know field. you. I haven't gotten to my point yet. Okay. I'm saying that it's contrived because oh, it's like it was like shoehorned in. That's yeah, what you're saying. Is what I'm saying is it was like kind of unnecessary. It was like an unnecessary way to kill a character, and then even his death is like kind of like okay. Like, I think that's why it's funny though. I don't think it's funny though. I think it's funny watching his body fall forever. Oh, okay. But that's well, a bit I mean, of it. Yeah, but that's part of it. 
I don't know. I know, but you don't have to defend the movie. I just I thought that, okay. that part kind of sucked. Oh. Um, about it. Otherwise, I think that most of that for me though comes from the fact that I think this feels like, and it may have been like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode that they just expanded on, and essentially turned into a movie. Okay. And it kind of feels that way with some of the writing, which that's fine. I mean, those guys were good at, or uh, Joss Whedon was good at with that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And world building. And I actually think that the world building in this movie is amazing because there's a lot of stuff that they don't dive into necessarily, but you like see that there's a huge like universe here Yeah. by the end of the movie. Now that sounds dumb because there's like the big reveal at the end with all the monsters, but I mean like... When they go down in the basement and we see all the stuff in the basement of the cabin, like, I think you get a pretty good idea of, like, oh, there's a lot of different stuff in here that could set off different shit that we don't really get to look at. Yeah. And that's pretty interesting. Well, and it it's it gives you, like, a reason to be like, oh, what's this? What's this going to be about? What's going to happen here? But it's funny, like, they also built that around this whole, like, Deadpool that they have going on. Right. In, in regards to, like, what what are they going to end up picking? You know, I'd almost, I'd almost like a, a Cabin in the Woods, like, anthology series. Yeah, that would be cool. That's what I feel like. Like an HBO cool. series. Yeah. Each episode is, like, a different thing. Exactly. Uh, now, they end up going to the cabin, and it looks kind of dingy from the outside, but it's pretty nice on the inside. Quite honestly. It's a little dusty, but it's, it's pretty well put together. Now, with that being said, like, we get the gruesome-ass painting in the bedroom, which yeah. I, I kind of want a copy of. Gross. I think it was sick. Um, and like the wolf head on the wall, which. I like that. That scene's a bit weird. Well, yeah, the scene's weird, but she was, she's dared. Yeah, which the other thing there is they're, they're supposed to be showing how like the characters are dumbing down because of like different ways that they're being affected by the people in control down under. That's something that kind of confused me because something they bring up is the fact that like. There was something in her hair dye that she used. Everything. It's like, how is everything so put together like this? That, I think, is a joke. Not like they're making a joke, but like the fact that they're that in control is the joke. Okay. And that's what I mean, because this movie is that meta where it's like, yeah, we're going to make references to all these different movies, and also it's a cabin in the woods, get it? Like, that's a Mm -hmm. horror movie thing. And so... I think that the fact that it's like, yes, it was that controlled. Because at the end, they're even like, I don't even think that so-and-so had a cousin. Yeah. And they keep saying this is the cousin's uh, cabin. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, obviously over the top. To be over the top. And it right. kind of is in every other aspect of the like film as well. I mean, with uh, especially with like the reveal that we're going to get a little later on. Which we haven't talked about yet, but... Yeah, we have. Well... Not necessarily. Okay. Not the big reveal. We haven't really gotten into it. Because there's this, there's the soft reveal, which is the zombie rednecks. But then there's a bigger reveal, which is the people working on the bigger thing at hand. Um, which I suppose, like, spoiler alerts, we should say that now. If you don't know, now what you are know. you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, so yeah. if this is your first episode, okay, yeah, sorry. The betting pool, though, is something you just brought up, and we should um, we can get into that. Uh, did you get a good look at the different things that were on it? Uh, no. We do really. see most of the things that are on it. 
The one I'm curious about is Kevin. <laughs> Just Kevin. Yeah. This is our friend Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go there. I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to go there. Um, what, about him being short? No, about how like he would annoy you to death. I love Kevin. I do, too. But he probably would. Uh, so then we jump to, yeah, we see this blonde actress, she gets dared to, like, make out with the wolf by Marty, and then she kind of, she does. It's kind of a weird, gross scene. I had a full semi going, I bet you did. They dusted, they, they dusted the wolf with powdered sugar, so that it looked like it was covered in dust, but also so that it would taste okay for her. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. I would have never thought to do something so simple. Uh, you you would have put it like borax on it or something. You're like, yeah, just lick that. It's like, fine. Go for it. You're, you're, it's just rat fine. poison. So, um, the wind, quote unquote, blows up the uh, hatch to the basement. Yeah. And they go down there. Which of the things in the basement that they go through would you have picked? Now, oh. this is the conch, the puzzle ball, the journal, the dress, the film, or the jewelry box. Either the film or, the, yeah, the the puzzle orb. Yeah, see, I'm with you. I would have probably gone for the film, but that puzzle orb thing is cool. I, I would have saw that and been like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And, like, been trying to figure it out. That I would wanna, have not been good. I want to know what the film was a reference to. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like, are they all references? Like, what's the ballerina thing? That's true, I don't know. Some of it, I think it's just, like, random stuff. Just made up, I I imagine. But, yeah, I was kind of bummed that you don't get to at least see a couple... At least see... At least see... At least see them. Let me at least see them. They don't do, like, a close-up on, like, at least, like, a couple of the... Whatever, the frames. Right. I I was hoping for it. Uh, what ends up happening is the... What's her name? The, like... Dana? Dana. The, the redhead? Yeah, she ends up reading out of the journal. And then she gets to some Latin, and Marty's like, I'm drawing the line, don't read this. And then a voice whispers, read it. Yeah. And then he's like, no, what? No, no, yeah. no. And then it's like, read it out loud. And yeah. I, that made me laugh. That part was fucking funny. Uh, and that's kind of your Evil Dead sort of reference a little bit. Like, absolutely. Having to read the Latin. It, right. and... So... I'm going to say, though, when she reads about the Buckner family, they sound sexy as fuck. Oh, I'm yeah? Just kidding. You got <laughs> chubbed so up gross. on that? Um, she does you got a husband's up, bulge over it? She does. Ew. God, ew. She does end up reading it, and they um, they end up going upstairs and just kind of hanging out. Their friend dynamic at this point in the movie gets so weird. Well, it's controlled. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it just seems so uncomfortable, because the blonde girl's, like, dancing. Chris Hemsworth characters like drinking and like being like whoa yeah be, and being a douche yeah and then the the other three are literally just sitting there watching yeah they didn't really like play on so it it made sense with like uh like with Marty because they kind of explain it yeah that because he's smoking weed it's like he's not being affected which is so funny but it's funny yeah because there, there's even a moment where like he's like he's like uh it's like or whatever, and yeah. he's like, no, and he's, like, talking about how he's not going to do that, and he's in control of his body, and then he's like, I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, yes, I love that. Um, but yeah, they don't, it doesn't show how it really affects them. 
Yeah, not directly. Um, but what's funny is it, it it forces them into those like classic horror victim tropes, right? And 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 like with the theme of like them having sex and stuff, like that's always a thing too. And so I think that was the whole point too, is that because they talk about releasing pheromones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what I was just gonna get to. So they. Um... The blonde girl and Chris Hemsworth end up going into the woods to bang, which banging in the woods is not romantic. No. Like, at all. Um, and this is where if, they sort If you of, go to the woods to have sex, you go to pound it. <laughs> this is where they control the environment a little bit, and they, like, put a spotlight to make a, a part of the ground look nice so that the couple end up going there, and they, <laughs> this, they release some pheromones so they'll end up having sex. And then our uh, zombie rednecks are kind of released on them. Um, they do say at one point... That there's no stars in the sky. Yeah, Marty mentions it. Which is cool, because he's like, oh, what, what is that? And it's like, oh, it goes to show you, like, they're literally inside of this controlled area that's that controlled Yeah. at this point. That's pretty, that's a pretty good detail. There was some little bits of dialogue this time watching it that I was like, oh, this movie's kind of way better written than I remember it being. Yeah, I mean, I thought so too. Well, I don't, yeah, yeah. I thought so, too. Because, I mean, I remember being a, a well-made movie, but I still was like, oh, yeah, it's it's okay. It's good. Um, it's go-kay. This movie's go-kay, you know? Uh, I, I will say, though, something I had never noticed before is the score to this movie is really good. Except it's not, a, like, a horror score. It's like a fantasy movie score. Yeah. It's very, like, upbeat. But in a, like a pretty and kind of like it's a mystical theory. way, it's yeah. kind of ethereal, yeah. Um, mystical. <laughs> they uh, they so they end up trying to leave through the tunnel in the RV after the attacks start, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the, Marty's already been dragged away at this point, and they say that the tunnel's not blowing and that there was some sort of. Uh, Interruption upstairs. Mm-hmm. We find out that it's Marty. Uh, and just before they're able to get out, the tunnel collapses. Chris Hemsworth gets on his fucking motorcycle and he's like, I can jump this. I've done bigger jumps before, blah, blah, blah. There's no jump, though. It's just like a straight shot. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of curved up a little bit. Let and that's why he says, question. like, you probably have, like, a five-foot decline or something like that. He's like, so you... Like, have to give it everything. Do you think, honestly, that he could have made it? Because they show him sore out for so long before he hits that wall, and that's only halfway. Then, yeah. Because he, he was pretty high. I don't know. He, but it would have been, like, barely. I don't know. He didn't, though, so that's <sighs> the end of it. There's no... Yeah, he falls to his death. Which is also, like... Super anticlimactic, but kind of funny. In oh, I sense. loved it though. It was so good. I mean, you, you got to kill everyone off. Uh, yeah, leave one survivor in the horror movie. Literally, well, what? Not with this one. Well, that's where they are different. Uh, that was part of the trope too, because they're like, "Oh, the virgin is optional." Right. Which I didn't get why or how she was a virgin. They already they said, said that she had. But sex. she even says sometimes she says we work with what we can get. Oh. When that comes up. Sure. Uh, so Marty and Dana end up 
which I thought this was a, a cool detail. When they go back, we see like them battle some more. Marty and Dana end up um, crawling into a grave to like find the elevator. Yeah. I well, thought that's, that was pretty dope. Yeah, that's where he had found the controls. Like, that's a really good detail. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. Well, it's like, cool having, like, him being, like, a smart guy. Yeah. And it's and, all because of the weed. Well, and he was, so kind of, he was kind of... He was kind of like, um... He, he reminded me a lot of Jamie from Scary Movie. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, because, like, it seemed like, you know, like, when she's reading the Latin, he's like, don't do that and like he kind of like knew everything was like fucking weird he's like no stars weird hmm. and you know like he just had a clue on everything uh his name's randy in that movie though jamie kennedy oh my bad oh that's right i'm remembering when he's yelling at uh because he's watching halloween yeah and he's saying yeah yeah but that's so funny because you it's, it's fuck still his, still his name yeah uh, we get to see the glass cubes. This is kind of the bigger reveal that there were all these different types of monsters that could have essentially killed them. This is what I was talking about earlier. Right, and I thought you meant the thing at the very end was the bigger reveal. So I was like, I was like, oh, they're well, they're kind of all the same like, yeah, part no, of the movie, though. That's so. just, yeah. That's just okay. Um, and this I call the big reveal because there's like, this is where, like, Havoc essentially gets wrecked because of them. Yeah, going this, down, going this is where stairs. you're like, oh, shit, I didn't see this movie going this way. Because, like, when, when they're watching it, like, kind of to where you think it's the end, and it feels like the end of the movie at this point, too. Yeah, yeah. When they're watching her on the screen just getting, like, choked by the dude on the dock before Marty comes and saves her. Right. If you, Like, when I saw that, I think we saw it in theaters. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's the end of the movie. I was like, that's kind of a funny ending, like, they're just kind of watching the last girl die. I didn't right. know there was like all this other shit to it. And then you watch it unfold and you're like, Oh, Whoa. You're yeah. like, Whoa, this movie's way crazier than I thought it was. Like, um, I gotta, I gotta ask you a question here. Do you think Sigourney Weaver is cool with being called Sig for short? Um, no. Did you send her an email? No, but I was just thinking about pitching Sigs with Sig as, like, a show. Oh, I love that. You know? Does know. she smoke the Sigs or what? I mean, I figured it was like they would sit down and share a pack together. A whole pack, huh? She's she's older. Like, what does she got to lose? <laughs> like, no offense. I love her, but, like, what? You start we late, have to preserve her, Sean. She has to live forever. smoking is, like, one of the least bad things you can pick up. I gotta say, watching her smoke half a pack of cigarettes with someone would be pretty sexy, though. And then, like, they could just talk bullshit. Yeah. I'd watch that. Like, I will throw money into that. Uh, Marty and Dana essentially end up releasing all these monsters in sort of waves. Yeah, this is kind of a good bit, because there's, like, a SEAL Team 6 after them. Right. And, and they get taken out in all these various different ways, and we sort of see all these different monsters in the various ways that they go about torturing or killing people and i feel like the end result um gives you kind of that homage to the shining as well because it's like elevators and then there's blood everywhere absolutely it's not the same kind of scene they didn't recreate that but it's like reminiscent of it it's like oh i couldn't agree more uh which is funny i don't think i would have consciously made that connection but i couldn't i always thought that since i first saw it i was like oh okay it's kind of like the shining ish i have one complaint about the monsters there's a lot of zombies yeah, they kind of are, which I think is kind of funny and kind of plays into their joke about it a little better because they're like, 
that's you know that one team was like that's what I voted on. Yeah. And they're like they're like uh, yeah, but these are uh, zombie redneck, redneck torture family. Yeah, zombie redneck torture family. Rather than just zombies, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, we get something I never thought I would see in a movie, and that is. The merman? A, a unicorn. Oh, yeah. They, like the, stabbing the, a guy. The fact that a unicorn is an option for a, a ritualistic murder... Right. ...is, like, kind of hilarious. No, it's awesome. I, I like, want to watch that episode now. Like, where the unicorn kills everyone. Or doesn't. <laughs> um, That's what's great about it, too, is, like, sometimes it can, sometimes it doesn't, maybe. Sure. I don't know. But then every episode would just be the end of the world, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Well... Excuse me. I was going to say, uh, it could always be, like, different parts of the world, too, though. Because, I mean, and that's mm-hmm. something we haven't talked about yet, but oh, we yeah. see that this is happening all over the world. And it's essentially just one place has to be successful. Right. Which is a, another pretty interesting concept, because they play into the different types of horror. Like, the when they show the Japanese schoolgirls yeah. are fighting a ghost. When they well, talk about how the Japanese always, like, win. And yeah. this time they don't. They're like, how hard is it to kill nine-year-olds? Right. I, I thought that was uh, yeah, the pretty little, funny. The little like girls they, sing together and tra- make it turn into a frog. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Love it. I I don't have a ton of notes left, so we'll kind of slow down. But uh, yeah, the merman. We get a merman. This is my favorite part in the whole movie, dude. When Because um, he's Bradley so bummed Whitford. out. He's like, he's like, I just want to see a merman. And then like, there's like kind of this intense moment. And he's, like, trying to get back up, and you just hear this, like, noise and smoke, and it's getting closer and closer, and he's, like, trying to focus on it, and he's like, ah, oh, come on! And then, like, like right as it bites into him, and then... And then blood has, like, a blowhole that he spurts the blood out of. Yeah, it's the, it the best part of the whole movie. There's a cool detail about that blowhole that I hadn't really noticed. They kind of designed it to be sort of like a pig's nose? I think... I feel like that was kind of more function, if anything. But it looks cool. Like, it looks real. Yeah. I think it, looks it, it does cool. have kind of more of a snout look to it. It's yeah. weird. Very cool. Merman's also fucking hideous, though. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, and, and I'm going to say something. Kudos to these guys for making a movie that ends with without a resolution. And yeah. The world, and the world just ends. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Um, so, uh, what? okay, Hear me out on this. I got another bit. We'll run with this. What about Sigourney Dreamweaver? I like that. And so she she comes in and she essentially would just be reading you a story at night. And yeah, you like go to bed to listening to it. I'm fucking I mean, in, dude. Anything with Sigourney Weaver, I'm in. I I feel like I could pitch a good sh- a good Sigourney show. Hit me cool. up, Sigourney. Um. <laughs> Me Dana, up for these fresh ass ideas. Dana gets attacked by the werewolf, and I'm a little disappointed she didn't get turned into a werewolf. Well, maybe they're just maybe enough time didn't pass. Because I'm just saying, if she had turned into a werewolf and then killed both of the people at the end, and then somehow that saved the world, but now she was just a werewolf, that would have been a pretty great ending. It's a good alternate ending. Um, this movie ends with the Dana and Marty smoking a joint together. Yeah. And I, I have an alt title for this. Seeking a friend to smoke weed with at the end of the world. Yeah. That's uh, a good movie, too. I think. I saw it once. I, I think that that movie was good. I think I saw it once, too. It wasn't, like, fantastic. Kira Knightley and Steve Carell. Yeah. Fucking weird. 
I um, think that's the point, though, right? How's the world end in this, Zach? Giant, ancient gods Just coming up from the earth. It's hand blasts out and yeah. crushes the cameraman, presumably. Right. I know, I kind of wish you would have got to see him a little bit and, like, see the world, like, blow up or whatever. I Me don't know. too. You know? Uh, something. Yeah. I don't know. But I guess it was a good, it, you know, it was good. Do you know who is performing the song over the credits? Oh, I wasn't really listening. Oh, it, uh, why, so is it not just one of his songs? Who? Uh, is it, uh, Trent Reznor? It's Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just wasn't sure if you knew who it was. I, but I, it came on and I was like, what is this dad-ass rock? And I know. I was like, oh, I, I this kinda is Nine did, Inch Nails. I kind of did too. I was like listening to it and I was like, oh, Nine Inch Nails. Okay, this is sick. Right. And, uh, but it's cause I, I wanted to see it if I had never seen like a stinger at the end. Because sometimes they do that. I know it's more of a Marvel DC thing now, or whatever. Or but... the B movie has one. Literally a stinger at the end. Ah. Uh... Hey, wait. <laughs> we haven't oh, used we, this the yeah, whole time, we've been man. very, like, about it. <laughs> um, that's, the, I mean, that's the goddamn movie. That's the gosh darned film. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like this movie is something that, like, even though not a lot happens, it's still worth sitting down and watching, and, like, it's only an hour and a half. I feel like this movie kind of breezes by. And it feels... I would just... Well, I was also stopping and going last night, um, watching it on my fucking phone. That should be fixed after tomorrow. Um, But, uh... Yeah, like, I always felt like... I like that last week we addressed the fact that you could have... Probably used your iPad to watch it. Oh, no, I tried this. It didn't work. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, gonna... I couldn't get my Bluetooth to come up on it. <laughs> I was going to say, what? <laughs> okay. I tried. No. Um. Yeah, I forgot what I was saying anyways. You're, you had to watch it on your phone. Yeah. Um. Oh, it, it's always felt like it was long to me, but not too long. Like, I always felt satisfied after watching it. It's funny because before I it's put like, oh, it on, I ate a good meal. I'm not like I'm not like f- I'm not like stuffed, but I am full. Before I put it on and looked, I was like, man, this movie's so long. I don't want to watch this. I already know I like it. And then I looked and I was like, oh, it's only an hour and a half. Right. It's just that so much shit happens, and it feels like it takes a long time for everything to happen. See, when I put it, it on, doesn't. though, it felt like it flew by. Oh. I felt like I was like, damn, I'm already at this part. Well, were you high as shit, <laughs> dude? Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, what are we rating this movie out of this week? Uh, redneck zombie torture family members. How many members out of five are you going to give to this film? How many redneck zombie torture family members? I'm a little biased. Uh, I, I give it a five. Really? You think this is a perfect movie? I love this movie. This is one of, like, my favorite, I guess, horror movies. I was going to ask you, too, do you really think this is a horror movie? It's hard to say because, well, yeah, but that's not the big picture. It's not just a horror movie because it's definitely a comedy, too. Right. So it's like a horror comedy. Or a dark comedy, I guess. It's or a hard, it's satire. A hard it's a hard movie to kind of, like, pinpoint that way. I yeah. kind of like that about it. Um... Okay, well, you recommend it? Absolutely. Okay. I tell everyone to watch it. I'm like, dude, have you seen that? 
Uh, well, I might disappoint you a little bit here, but I'd give this movie a four. I don't think it's perfect, but I do really think it's. Oh, that's great better than movie. what I. That's better than what I thought you were gonna say. Oh, why? Because I. I shit on it a little bit. You were kind of shitting on I it. I shit on things. That's fine. But I didn't get your point. That was the only thing. I was like, I don't. It I just there was just some stuff that I was like, this feels a little contrived. But it's fine. I get it. And sure. and I only say that because there is so much in the movie, and it's only an hour and a half. So but I'm isn't like, you... that like the point too? Like that's the whole sure. thing. It's all a puppet show. Absolutely. But what I mean is from the sense or from the idea of like, this is meant to be entertaining. Some of this stuff, it was like, oh, you could have probably given me a little bit of this other stuff, and I probably would have been a little happier with this. It's not a big deal. It didn't ruin the movie for me by any sure. means. But, uh, you know, it just it left a little bit to be desired, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. It certainly makes me desire more. Sure. But I, I was like, I thought this movie was kind of like, I was just like, this is a big yes. Like, this is so cool, because like, they they did all the horror stuff so well. Yeah, absolutely. But it's all like a joke kind of and, and they, like there's this bigger picture plot to it and it's interesting to see that and how much like they're controlling it and it's just yeah, I I was like, "Whoa, that's like really innovative like for a movie." Well, I it's, think. It's also I guess I, I should I should comment on this. It's sort of also a commentary on the audience and horror movies. Yeah. So if you put the audience in the position of this like elder god, and then you put the people being attacked, it, literally they are the movie. Yeah. It's essentially saying like, well, if we don't do this stuff, then people get pissed off, and that's why all these movies are the same, is because that's what you guys pay for. Yeah. And it's just like kind of funny for them to be like, so we're not even going to give you that, and it's still going to be a good movie. Um. Well, and they even say, because uh, so, when they. When Kurt and um, whatever the other girl's name was, I, I don't know. I forgot it. I don't remember it. Um, when they're like in the woods and she gets stabbed, uh, which she's like the first one to go, and that's like part of it too. But like when that happens, they even say like, because uh, they're like, <laughs> oh, I forgot. This is what my quote was gonna be, but he's like, yeah, show show us the boobies or something like that. <laughs> um, and then they mention like, gotta keep. Uh, our viewers happy or something like that. Right. They're talking about like the elder gods things, but like, yeah, it has that kind of like um, omnipotence of the like placing it on the audience they're talking about who's watching the movie currently. Yeah, and that's and that adds to what I was saying about it being sort of meta. Right, it is meta. It's definitely self aware, but but I think that's just an aspect of it. You know, I wouldn't like necessarily use that to classify the movie. Only. Well, I think it's actually, it'd be better to describe it as pre-Deadpool meta. Because there was this thing where Deadpool did meta, and then all of a sudden, like, those sort of meta jokes became what everybody knew. Like, oh, you break the fourth wall? And it's like, well, that's not necessarily it. Yeah. Like, it's more so the fact that this movie is sort of addressing itself without addressing itself. It's sort of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. It's Um, a satire. Yeah, four out of five. Four out of five. I do recommend this movie. If you're a horror fan, I recommend it to you. If you're a comedy fan and you can, <laughs> and you can put up with horror, I recommend it. Um, if you don't do well with horror stuff, I, yeah, I don't recommend this one to you because it's gonna probably be a tough uh, pill to swallow. Which I sometimes I don't. I think I've kind of like gotten better about it, but like this movie, I don't think it's too gruesome or anything. 
No, I don't think so either. I think that um, actually, to the strength of this movie, it's a little dark. I, I like visually dark. Not oh like, yeah, not yeah, like the content. It, I mean, the content is dark. It's about the apocalypse, but <laughs> but visually, it's kind of dark. Film. Yeah, I would say as somebody who didn't like horror that much, though, because when I this came out, it was like when I was kind of like getting into horror, sort of like slowly. Right. This is kind of a good way to help you get in, because like it's not too gruesome. It's pretty funny and like ultimately the storyline is interesting yeah sure but um but uh, you know the fact that you give it a four is like way better than i I thought you were about to give it a three or something or a two fucking one dude (laughs) as in number one goodest movie number one goodest um number one goodest approved by zach and sean why are we watching this that is the that on that this week i think yeah. <laughs> so make sure to go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WAWWT Pod. Where can they subscribe to us, Zach? Um on Twitter. No. Instagram. I already said that. We are in case you didn't <laughs> Oh <laughs> In case you didn't know, we're on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, podcast app, uh, Spotify, Catalog, uh, Google Play, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Did I get them all? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Fucking Christopher uh, Lambert, dude. Okay. Uh, I think that we're watching Hocus Pocus next week. Oh, Smokus Wocus. Wocus Pocus. Smokus Pocus. I like that. I'm not, I'm not clearly dragging time to make the episode longer. No, you're not. I don't know. Whatever, bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs>